Guitarathon is the greatest guitar sale on earth, and it's happening now. Get massive savings on a huge selection of electric and acoustic guitars, basses, amps, pedals, and other accessories. Get select Ernie Ball strings, three for ten. Save $100 on a Fender Special Edition Strat, or get a Yamaha acoustic for just $199. Plus, get special financing on select major brands. Don't miss these incredible deals. Available online and in store now through November 1st. Guitarathon, only at Guitar Center. Find your sound. Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a Thursday, October 12th edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host for today, Eric Garcia Gunderson. Writer at many places these days, and one of your hosts here on Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to the show. Hope you've been listening in, tuning in to Seth Johnston. Uh, he had a great podcast with Corbin Smith the other day, friend, good friend of the pod. And the preseason is almost over. Uh, the Blazers have... Still not quite figured out their lineup situation yet, uh, and as you may know, I'm doing a little bit more work on the Cleveland Cavaliers right now for LeBronWire.com, part of the USA Today uh, family of NBA Wire sites, so I've been doing that and uh, working on that, but I've still been keeping tabs on the Blazers, tuning into the games when they're on TV. Obviously, last night's game against the Phoenix Suns was not on TV. But uh, they still have one more game tomorrow at the Moda Center against Maccabi Haifa with Josh Smith riding for Maccabi Haifa, which should be really fun and kind of weird. Josh Smith in the Rose Garden for Maccabi Haifa, which should be really interesting as uh, a blast from the past, I guess, as he's probably still trying to get into the league. But uh, that should be fun tomorrow. That's going to be the preseason closer. It's not an NBA team, obviously. They're from Israel. And as I thought, you know, the last pod I was on with Seth is that we still – Terry Stotts isn't going to tell us anything. And this is this is how it goes with him. It's just he's never really going to reveal what happens. He's not even going to reveal it before the game at a pregame you know media availability you'll find out who's starting five minutes before the game starts or 15 minutes before the game starts when the teams come out and I think that that's kind of be kind of the situation with the starting lineup I don't think he's going to commit to anything after or before the game tomorrow I don't think that he's going to settle on anything and we're not going to really know what he's doing until opening night against Phoenix. I don't I don't think that we're going to really know, but I do think that there are there are little nuggets here and there as as coy as Stotts attempts to play it. He is leaving some breadcrumbs, I think to to the trail of who he's going to play and who's in the rotation and who's going to play who's going to start and all that stuff. I think 
there are some rotation pieces that I think we know, but I the starting lineup I think is still up in the air. I think my uh, Tuesday take from last week was that I think Swanigan and Mo Harkless will get a look. Swanigan has earned rave reviews in the preseason. He got in a fight yesterday with Alex Len. All kinds of great stuff uh, from Caleb Swanigan. And he rebounds. He rebounds really well, and I think that they could use that in the second unit. Ed Davis looks really good, but I think the deciding factor is Swanigan can knock down the three. He is better defensively than I think, uh, you know, his profile leads you to believe. I believe that he has good footwork, and even though he's not the quickest guy, he seems to continue to lose weight every time I see him. Every time I see Swanigan, he looks skinnier, and he looks like he's lost even more weight. And, you know, back when he was a kid, you know, he was he was extremely heavy, and he's really lost a lot of that weight really last year at Purdue was when he really went through that change. And as Neil O'Shea said, it's a lifestyle thing now for him, and he look skinnier like every time I see him on the court and so and 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 from the guys on the beat from Mike Richmond and Jason Quick and Casey Holdall and Joe Freeman you know they all acknowledge that Swanigan can play and it's not really a question of if he's gonna play it's just when and how and I think he has a chance to start I I would not I would not there, there is no way that after covering Terry Stotts for this is my sixth season covering Terry Stotts, that anything is off the table. And there is a, a track record of, day, uh, of him, you know, not really being that patient with rookies and trusting veterans who just know where to be and know how to do their job and all that stuff. But Swanigan isn't one of those rookies. To me, he reminds me a lot more of, you know, he's, He's not he's not Dame obviously, but he remind he's he's to me a little bit more in the Dame category than the Will Barton category or the CJ category, where you know those guys needed to really needed to 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 get reps and they needed to make changes to become an effective NBA player. And I think Swanigan is already in a place where he's mature. He he's he's ready for the big time now, and so. I I'm 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 gonna ride with it. I'm still saying Swanigan and Harkless. I think those guys could start. I mean, obviously Swanigan and uh, Ed Davis are both bangers on the inside, but and 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 Swanigan can shoot, which helps. But if you're gonna do that, you know where are you are you gonna play Myers Leonard, who's looked good in the preseason? How do you manage those minutes? Where do you know Zach Collins got to start last night? And uh, he played 30 minutes. Nurkic was dealing with a concussion. And he seems to be fine. There's been some, you know, injury stuff here and there with him. But it seems like he's okay. And it's just kind of precautionary stuff that they're keeping him out for. Obviously, concussion, they have a, a, a protocol for that. And there's no need to really accelerate that. But Collins got some minutes. And Collins has played pretty well, too, in the preseason, frankly. So th- they have a lot of guys, I think, and a lot of ways that they can go. But I think that Swanigan... And his toughness and his rebounding, I think, could be really interesting as a look to throw out there with Nurkic. And, and and those are two really big guys. But, you know, those are two really big guys that also have a lot of skills that it's not it's not your traditional too big lineup where, uh, you know, both guys are going to be crowding the space around the lane and don't know how to move and don't know don't have that fluidity. I think 
you could see a situation where both of those guys would work together pretty well. But, uh, you know, I think I think I still like that. But uh, I think we could see, you know, a whole bunch of different stuff. I think also, too, if you start Swan again, then you kind of keep Myers, Leonard and Davis together. And, you know, maybe you could do that. But it seems like Myers, Leonard is going to be playing more at the five. And Davis has guarded fours in the past. He has looked good. But I, I still think Swanigan and, and, and Nurkic, because of Swanigan's versatility, he can shoot the ball. He's hitting trail threes in transition during the preseason. And he's a banger. And I think one of my one of my keys for the Blazers this season that I think is their their ticket to overperforming is involving one of Swanigan's best skills. And I think that's rebounding. The Blazers have a lot of have two guys that are going to shoot a lot, and they're going to put up shots, and they're usually pretty good at it. But if they can grab more offensive rebounds, get more possessions, and more shots for those guys, and and then also be better on the defensive glass th- this coming season than they were last year, I think that is really what's going to take them up a level because I do think. Not having Crab there, they should be a little bit better on the defensive end because Crab really didn't bring it last year on that end. I think Turner can be a really good defender when he's engaged, but I think the I think the defense will just improve naturally. But where I really think the Blazers have a chance to beat teams and be elite at something other than CJ and Dame being elite scorers and elite ball handlers is on the glass. You look at the you look at Nurkic and what he did to the rebounding when he got here. You look at Ed Davis and the year he had two years ago and how he was one of the best offensive rebounders in the league. Swanigan, one of the only guys to have, you know, I think it was four 2020 games in the NCAA last year. Incredible rebounder. You know, Collins, a, a little a little small, maybe not, uh, you know, for that size, maybe not the the best, but he can rebound too. And I, and I think Myers has, Myers Leonard has also you know, become a pretty good defensive rebounder. He knows how to box box guys out. You know, he may not ever be Ed Davis or Nurkic on the offensive glass, but he knows where to be on the defensive glass and can grab rebounds. He had eight last night in preseason, obviously, but still, I, I, I think he's pretty good at that. And I think if you're the Blazers and you're thinking about and you're looking at this team and the West and how loaded it is and how strong it is and how good all these teams are now that have added so much talent. And you're looking at the Blazers that added some big guys and that, that are rookies basically. And they lost crab. You know, you're probably thinking to yourself, where is the way to overperforming? Where is the way to not facing the Warriors in the first round? How do, how do they get to a seven seed to a six seed? And for me, I think that it's, rebounding the basketball and I think that that is really where they can really make a leap is on the glass and Swanigan that toughness that he has that toughness that he provides I think can be really solid for them and and there's also the possibility too they go with Aminu and Harkless who Aminu is a good rebounder I think Harkless has the profile to be a good rebounder even though I think he's a little lackluster on that end but if you can get some excess rebounding from Swan again and you can get those second shots and you can also end possessions by grabbing those defensive rebounds on a nightly basis on a possession by possession basis you know I think that's really going to take the Blazers places and help them maybe make a leap that 
people aren't expecting them to make. I mean, they're over-unders, 42.5 wins, and 43 wins would be overperforming for them. And I think the way that they get to an overperforming season where they get a playoff seed that's a little bit better is on the glass. And whether it's Nurkic or Ed Davis or Swanigan, I think that those are the type of guys that you need, or, or Aminu, I think those are the guys you need really to hit the glass hard and, and to really dominate there. And with all the investment that this team has made now in big guys, because they needed some wings, let's let's be real, they needed some wing help. And because they, they probably knew in the back of their mind, or they should have known anyway, that they were going to have to move Crab because of the cap situation and where they were projected to be. But they've gone, they have their two guards and they have a bunch of big guys mostly that is what the biggest investments are on the team right now. They use two first round picks on bigs and they have Damon CJ that are under contract for a long time. If you're putting in that much investment on those things, those guys have to dominate at what they're supposed to do. And big guys are supposed to rebound. That's what it is. And I think that that's one of the pathways for the Blazers to be better than people expect them to be is getting those boards and 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 I think they really do have potential for that which is why I think Swanigan could start should start I think his combination of shooting versatility passing basketball IQ yeah he's maybe not he's not the most laterally quick guy but if they can own the boards I think that that will really help them to win games and help complement the, the 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 guys around them because with Damon CJ, you know, you think of the team as, okay, these two guys, these two dynamos that are go, 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 score all the time, pick and roll, they're fun. But they, I think if they can combine that with an element of toughness on the glass, I really think that that is going to do wonders for them. So that's why I still think, uh, you know, Swanigan could start. And I don't think that it's a foregone conclusion. As I mentioned, you know, with Terry Stotts, we just never know. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. We don't know. But as I mentioned, there are some breadcrumbs I think that he's leaving for us. And I think one of those breadcrumbs is named Pat Connaughton. And I think if you are uh, a fantasy guy, if you're looking for, you know, a rotation guy to hit some three-pointers, maybe on the Blazers that is can fill maybe that Alan Crabb role of a guy that can come in and knock down shots, I think right now Connaughton's your guy. The fact that he's been playing so much to me shows that he's part of the rotation. I think they've been tinkering with different starting lineups, but I do think that you know Connaughton has consistently been coming off the bench early. He's been playing minutes, and the game against Sacramento uh, earlier this week, he really looked comfortable shooting the ball. I mean, it, it was um, really a kind of a quick trigger thing, and that's what they need him to do. They don't need summer league Pat Connaughton. They don't need run a lot of pick and rolls Pat Connaughton. Would it be great if he could do that? Absolutely. But 
what they need at that spot is someone to knock down three pointers and I think Connaughton can do that and he sees you know they bring in Anthony Morrow and a guy that can shoot and they you know have these kind of tryouts and they they have Layman and you know maybe he could take some of that spot but you know Connaughton has been in the system for three years now and it, it could be a, a you know an Alan Crabb type of situation again where they're able to develop this young wing second round pick he's in the system and then when the time comes they're able to count on him because he knows the offense he knows where to be he's played with these guys a bunch and from what i've seen from Connaughton, i feel as, as much as, as hard as it is to make assumptions about terry Stotts' rotations i do think that Connaughton is in that rotation i think evan turner is going to play i think aminu and harkless no matter what they're going to play but they still need a shooter, and I think they still need someone to kind of fill some of those crab minutes and, and just to have some help on the outside. And I think Connaughton has shown that he's ready to shoot it, and he, he's knocked down shots before, and that's really what they need. And I think Connaughton's going to play the fact that he's been playing consistently in these preseason games at a position of need for the Blazers makes me think that He's going to be in that rotation. He's going to play minutes this year. And I was hard on him after summer league, you know, got hurt. And I, I can't, I can't pretend like I have been saying, I've been singing Pat Connaughton's praises, but from the looks of it to me, he looked a little bit skinnier in that, in that uh, Sacramento game. Looks like he's gotten, you know, just gotten a little bit skinnier, not to say that he was fat, but he's just gotten a little bit skinnier. And uh, I think that probably helps him a little bit. And I just think too, the, the way he looked so comfortable in that Sacramento game, they're not a good team, the Kings, but he they're a well-coached team, and it's not like they're, you know, they're not the Kings of old either. And uh, the way he looked comfortable in the thing that they need him to do and shoot the ball is huge. And I also think, too, there's a, there's a survival aspect here to maybe Connaughton either turning a corner or just kind of figuring it out is, you know, he almost didn't get picked up by the Blazers this year. You know, they went right up until the deadline. He could have been traded or what have you. And, you know, there's the baseball thing with him that he could do, but the NBA lifestyle is much better than riding the bus in the minor leagues. And if you're Pat Connaughton and you have the opportunity, the option, whatever, to make it in the NBA... I think you're going to try your darndest to make it happen. And and I think Connaughton's in a situation where the human element of it, the the fact that if he doesn't perform, he could be out of the league, also probably plays into this, that he's making a turnaround and he's getting acclimated to the role and kind of just knows what to do. And maybe, you know, this was part of the plan all along with the Blazers. Obviously, they, you know, they tried to get in on a bunch of trades. They tried to get in on Paul George. They tried to get in on... Carmelo, you know, they, they, they tried, but they couldn't do it. So uh, they haven't got Connaughton here, and that's why they, that's why Neil Olshay loves the draft so much because you can get guys and find guys, and then you can develop them, work on, work on their games, tell them what you your team needs them to do, and then when you need them to do it, they can do it. And I think Connaughton has shown that he can be – a player to play in that role and earn a rotation role. Uh, 
I, I, I think Connaughton will play. I can I, I don't know about the the big man rotation. I think that still needs to sort itself out. Uh, with the other guy who had it, with the guy who had a big game yesterday for Portland was Myers Leonard, and he's looked good in preseason. But I think that that big man situation, there's just a lot of guys there. It's not going to be easy to win minutes. But I do think on the wing, especially on the outside shooting front, they so desperately need help. And I think that Connaughton's action so far in this preseason and Anthony Morrow's lack of action, frankly, makes me think he's going to be in the rotation. So I guess maybe uh, this leads us into the looming question, I guess, on the roster is the Blazers have one roster spot. They have a bunch of guys trying to fight for it. And we don't know who that's going to go to because I think when we talked about this last you see Anthony Morrow come in. He's a vet. He is a three-point shooter. May not be the best defender, but you, you you think to yourself, okay, here's a guy who's done a job, has been with teams, has been a vet present, is respected around the league enough to get another job and uh, get another job opportunity. But he hasn't really won a spot. It doesn't look like he hasn't been beating out Connaughton for these minutes. And you know, I think that there could be a little bit of a question there because. He's not guaranteed either. Him, Briscoe, Archie Goodwin, none of those guys have guaranteed deals. And I don't, I really truthfully don't know who they're going to pick because Shabazz Napier has been out for a lot of this preseason. He looks like he's, he got upgraded today. So he might be able to play tomorrow against Haifa, which would probably hurt the chances of Isaiah Briscoe making the team. But Briscoe has looked very good as, as a point guard, but it's hard to imagine the. Blazers cutting ties with Napier when he has a guaranteed contract and I don't necessarily think that they would go to you know use that spot on a fourth point guard but I to me it, I, I think it could be really anybody's guess at this point I don't really have a favorite because the whole Anthony Morrow thing has been so weird and his contract isn't guaranteed and Last year, for instance, we saw Portland kind of take the flyer on a guy that they hadn't seen, a guy they didn't know a whole lot about in Tim Quarterman for that last spot over Grant Jarrett or Luis Montero, guys that they had seen and know a little bit more about. And I I really don't know who they're going to go with on this spot. Obviously, I still think the pedigree and the career and all that stuff, I think all of that plays into Moro's favor, especially if you need a guy if guys get hurt and you need to count on someone to do a job you know you're probably going to lean in especially if you're Terry Snots you're probably going to want to lean into a vet for that job than Archie Goodwin or Isaiah Briscoe and and Goodwin hasn't really been getting that much playing time either but I, I, I really don't know I think it's I think Morrow still stays on the roster but I do find it a little bit interesting that Connaughton has has jumped him in that but at the same time Connaughton's a little bit younger hasn't had the career really than Anthony Morrow's had. He's fighting for his NBA life a little bit more, I think, than Morrow is because Morrow's kind of been there, done that. He's made, you know, he he's made his money. He he's had a, a pretty good career uh, for a guy that came in from the D League. But uh, I, I really don't know who they're going to go with there. But they've got to make a decision before next week, and I I I think that they will make a decision over the weekend. On that, they still are going to practice and, and all that stuff, but uh, a decision will come soon. There will be a roster move to discuss uh, very soon, I think. 
The Blazers have their final preseason game tomorrow at the Moda Center against Maccabi Haifa. Josh Smith and the fighting Maccabi Haifa uh, should be fun. It's always an interesting experience when a foreign team comes to an NBA arena. I was at the last time that uh, two years ago when Maccabi Haifa uh, came here, and it was really interesting experience because you know they're a team from Israel, so you get a lot of protesters. You also get a lot of people showing you know a lot of protesters from you know the Free Palestine movement, and you also get a lot of you know pro-Israel people there, and uh, it, it kind of just brings that inner that different. Not to say that basketball isn't an international game, but it kind of brings that different element to the game. So I think that that's kind of an interesting subplot is, you know, tomorrow is just kind of interesting. It's kind of off the wall kind of matchup. I mean, Josh Smith is on this team, like, and playing for, for these guys. So I think it should be fun. Uh, I don't think, you know, they took Nurkic off the injury report, but I don't think he's going to play. I don't, you know, he has, you know, he left the game uh, earlier a couple weeks ago and he got a concussion. He looked good against Sacramento. But, uh, you know, I don't, I, there's no real reason to rush him. I think they can rest him. And I, I, I don't think he needs to work on his chemistry with these guys. I think he knows how to play off of CJ and Dame, especially to set screens for them, to do all that stuff. So I don't think he necessarily needs the reps. Uh, but uh, it's good that he's off the injury report now. Uh, but I, I wouldn't look too much into the minutes tomorrow as, as an indicator of what's going to happen when we get to the regular season next week. But I'm very excited that the regular season is upon us. Follow Locked On Blazers on iTunes or Apple Podcasts is what it's called these days. Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you can get a podcast, we are there. Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network with Seth Johnston and Eric Garcia-Gunderson. I'm Eric, signing off for this evening. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the Maccabi Haifa and uh, stay dry. Until next time. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.